the militant radical left. Not going to happen. With your vote, we're going to rescue the state of Georgia from the rhinos. We're going to rescue your state from the radical left, and then we're going to, ready, make America great again. And if there's one thing the people of Georgia need to know about this race, it's that Brian Kemp, he sold you out. He didn't look. He didn't want to look. He didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't want anything to do with it. Kemp has repeatedly caved to Stacey Abrams. I think he's afraid of her. Why is he afraid of her? The hell is there to be afraid of? But he bent to Stacey Abrams. I don't think he bent to Joe Biden. I don't think Joe Biden knows what the hell's happening. And he definitely bent to the fake news media, which is right back there. Oh, look at all of them. Oh, look at all of them. Look at the fake news. That's a lot of fake news. Wow. I wish I'd show the extent of this crowd because way, way behind them, this crowd goes as far as the eye can see, as far as the eye can see. But they won't turn the cameras. Look, CNN, they won't turn the cameras. You know why? Because they don't want to have people see how big this movement is. There's never been a movement like this in the history of our country. Brian Kemp is a turncoat, he's a coward, and he's a complete and total disaster. Just consider these facts. Kemp and Raffensperger allowed themselves to be bullied into a catastrophic consent decree engineered by Stacey Abrams that effectively abolished signature verification and allowed massive voter fraud to occur throughout the state of Georgia. It's all been found out. We have all the numbers, and they're massive numbers. Under Kemp, who just didn't want to do anything, Georgia officials took $45 million from Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg. You ever hear of that one? to fund election-related activities, over 90% of which was given to blue areas of the state to bolster Democrat turnout. 90% went to areas of the state to help the Democrats. Great job, Brian. You did a great job. We lost two senators over this. Not only a presidential election, we lost two senators. Kemp and Raffensperger also allowed a left-wing organization to mail out 2.2 million absentee ballot applications and place unsecured drop boxes throughout the state, paving the way for massive election fraud. He didn't do a damn thing. He didn't do a damn thing. And you were all there on election night. You looked at Pennsylvania, who, by the way, they're moving big. You looked at Wisconsin. You see what's going on in Wisconsin. You see the nursing homes? We're almost everybody in the nursing home voted. But now it's found out that just a very small percentage voted. And Wisconsin's doing a very big number. And you look at what's going on in uh, different states. Look at, take a look at Nevada. Look at what's happened in Nevada. Look at what's happened in Arizona. It's all over the place. It's massive election fraud. We've had fraudulent elections and we have open borders. And without those two things, you don't have a country. You don't have a country. After True the Vote, this is an incredible group of people. Catherine, you have done an incredible job, and I want to thank you. 
They released bombshell evidence a couple of months ago revealing a gigantic illegal ballot harvesting scheme, which is totally illegal, involving more than 2,000 people, 2,000 traffickers. And Brian Kemp refused to do anything about it, just refused. It's like he didn't want to, and he saw the numbers, and they're massive, and they're, they have actually tape of these people. They have pictures of the people. I endorsed Brian Kemp, unfortunately, in 2018. I feel so badly about Look, you can't have them all. He was losing. I endorsed him, and he won big. How about that? And he wouldn't do a damn thing. He wouldn't do a damn thing about the election fraud. But he had no chance at the time, in his opinion, against Stacey Abrams. She was going to beat him. And then he asked me to get involved. And I had two rallies like this, 52,000 people at each at the airport. I said, Brian, you're going to win. And he said, I don't think so, sir. I said, you're going to win, Brian. I don't think so, sir. I don't think I can beat her. I said, Brian, look at this crowd. But they're here for you. And you know what? It's true. They weren't here for him. They were here for me. And he ended up winning. Twice. He ended up winning. And then when we needed help, he wasn't there for this country. And it was for the country. He wasn't there. But the bad news is he did absolutely nothing on election integrity. When Republican senators asked him to call a special section on election integrity, now that's a good thing, not a bad thing. He refused to do it. He wouldn't call a special session, and that's totally up to the governor. Senators were calling me saying, what's wrong? Tell you, Bert Jones called me. He said, what the hell is wrong with this guy? He won't call a special session. Nobody can figure out why. He just wouldn't do it, and it was just the way it was. It got really, really bad, and even the election integrity bill that was passed in Georgia was much tougher, much stronger. It was a much better bill. It was passed by the Senate. Brian Kemp wouldn't sign it until it was made much weaker. As an example, it's not even a contest with Texas as to whose bill is much stronger. You don't have a strong bill. You don't even have signature verification. I don't know if you know that. Wouldn't it be nice to have signature verification on an election bill? But you don't have it because of Brian Kemp. And you say to yourself, what's that all about? So. I endorsed a man he would not have won, and he did win, so let's blame Trump, okay? Blame Trump. You can't get them all. We have endorsements at a level that nobody's ever done before. Last week in Texas, 33 out of 33. We had victories, 33 out of 33. It was an incredible, uh, incredible, that was an incredible day. And uh, generally speaking, our, our endorsements are Incredible. It's, uh, there's never been anything. And I take it very seriously. And that's why I'm so angry that I endorsed this guy. I endorsed him because people that I know asked me to endorse him. And I didn't know the other people running. And now I actually got to know some of the other people. And they're really great people. But we picked Kemp. And now we have to get Kemp the hell out. Kemp is petrified of Abrams. He's not strong. And uh, I don't know that he's incompetent or what's going on. Why aren't they looking at this massive election fraud? If Brian Kemp is renominated, he will go down in flames at the ballot box because Stacey 
will steal it from him and humiliate him, just like she brazenly stole the Georgia election from right under his nose in 2020, which hurt two senators and which hurt the presidential candidate. Who was that? That happened to be me. The fact is, Republicans were so angry at Kemp and Raffensperger that they refused to go out and vote for the two senators. And make no mistake, David Perdue, who is a wonderful man and incredible family, and who really got screwed by Kemp, is the only candidate in this race who can beat Stacey the Hoax Abrams this November. And you know, the reason for that is because Trump voters, MAGA, Trump voters will not go out and vote for Kemp. They're not going to vote. And let's say it's going to be a close election. I happen to think that Georgia's a very red state. I think it's red as hell. I think they cheated. They cheated at a level that people haven't seen before. And, uh, but I think it's a very red state. But it will seriously impact the chances. And you know what? If, if Kemp runs, I think Herschel Walker is going to be very seriously and negatively impacted because Republicans that happen to like Donald Trump, MAGA Republicans, are not going to go and vote for this guy Kemp. And if they don't vote for Kemp, they're not going to be able to vote for a great man right there, Herschel Walker. And we don't want that to happen. So a vote for Brian Kemp, Rhino, in the primary is a vote for a Democrat senator who shouldn't be in the Senate. He's got a terrible past. Why doesn't anybody ever bring up his past? If they don't bring it up, I'm coming back in a couple of weeks and I'm going to bring it up. Herschel, will you please bring it up? His past is terrible. It's a vote for Stacey Abrams and it's a vote for radical Democrats up and down the ballot. A vote for David Perdue is a vote to save Georgia. And really, it's a vote for this country because we have to have honest elections. The choice is clear. If you don't want a socialist, extremist, and racist lunatic like Stacey Abrams raising your taxes, indoctrinating your children, defunding your police, setting loose criminals they're all over the place, they're setting them loose, and they're pouring into our country, we had the strongest border in history, and now we have the weakest border in history in just one and a half years. The good news is now I talk about two and a half years instead of four years. It's amazing. Time is flying by. But look at the havoc and look at the destruction that they've done to our country in such a short period of time. But David Perdue, vote for him, please. Republican primary on May 24th. Remember also, early voting begins on May 2nd. So however you vote, but make sure your vote is counted. Check it. You can check it. Make sure your vote isn't uh, for David Perdue and it turns to be for the other guy. The other guy is a disaster. As everyone knows, the evidence of cheating and fraud in the election was monumental. Kemp and Raffensperger sat by and did nothing. They did nothing. And nobody can understand why. Why wouldn't you do it? Here's just some of what those atrocious rhinos let corrupt Democrats get away with. Up to 35,000 votes were illegally cast in Georgia from individuals who voted in a different county from where they live. You're not allowed to do that. We only needed 11,779 votes to win. So you're talking about numbers much larger than that. Nearly 44,000 ballots from Zuckerberg-funded drop boxes were counted in DeKalb County alone, despite violating the chain of custody rules, illegal, totally illegal. 
as the special counsel investigating Zuckerberg's election funding in Wisconsin recently revealed the director that initiative operated out of Barack Obama's former campaign office in Chicago, yet Kemp and Raffensperger allowed these left-wing activists to run your election. You had left-wingers running your election. And we allowed that because we had a lousy governor and you had a lousy secretary of state. In Fulton County, poll workers were caught scanning ballots multiple times on camera. And ballot images revealed at least 3,390 extra votes for a guy named Joe Biden. How the hell did that happen? An investigation by a nonpartisan election integrity group found that the hand recount in Fulton County produced criminally falsified tally sheets, including some. Listen to this one. 100 votes for Biden, none for Trump. 200 votes for Biden, none. They wouldn't even give me a vote, not one. None for Trump. Now think of that, think of it. And this is many times, many, many times. It's a disgrace. And yet we come out and we have rallies like this. We have tens of thousands of people. And he came out and he couldn't fill up the eight circles, right? <laughs> couldn't fill up the eight circles. And then, oh, you lost the state of Georgia just by a whisper, just by a few votes, very tight. You know, we won Alabama in the biggest election in history in terms of vote. We got the biggest vote in history. Likewise, South Carolina, the biggest vote they've ever had, the biggest vote in history. And then we lost Georgia. And the people in Alabama said, that doesn't happen. The people of South Carolina said, that doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen unless it's rigged. 4,000 ballots were listed as being impossibly scanned. At the exact time, they were, they were scanned at the exact same time. And it doesn't work that way. You can't do that. The machines don't work that way. All 374,000 in-person ballot images in Fulton County are, unfortunately, they're missing. They're unable to be found. Gee. A contractor hired by Raffensperger in Fulton County reported at least 2,800 ballots that came in mail carts instead of in black ballot bins. Isn't that shocking? Little mail cards. And 1,200 ballots that were wheeled in through a back door after several days after the election. And finally, over 100,000 obsolete and outdated voter registrations were purged from the rolls after the election, not before. Why don't they do it before? Wouldn't it be better a little before? Including 18,486 people who happened to be dead in short, Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger and Attorney General Chris Carr, who's a disaster, are guilty of gross dereliction of duty at a minimum. And now you must vote them the hell out of office, okay? And remember, they did nothing except hinder and impede the process of finding out what the hell happened once and for all. It's time to teach the rhinos a lesson, and it has to be a lesson that they will never forget. The days of phony politicians betraying Republican voters and, frankly, voters of our country, it's over. If Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger had not surrendered on the election, which they did immediately, immediately, right from the beginning, remember, they didn't want to do that special session for the senators, Republican senators. 
and thus lost two Senate seats, we would right now be living in a very different world. We would be in a very different country. The truth is, I ran twice, I won twice, and I did much better the second time. And now, we just may have to do it again. Democrats are bad on the economy. They're horrible on inflation. They're terrible on the military, bad on taxes, bad on Ukraine. Should have never happened. And boy, are they bad on getting out. We were all set to get out of Afghanistan with dignity and strength. Remember that disaster? You know, without that, you might not have seen Ukraine because I think Putin was watching and he said, man, these people are incompetent. The only thing they're good at, frankly, is cheating on elections. They're experts at that. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done in just 15 months. In just over a year, he has managed to kill, literally kill, the American dream. But do not lose hope, because with the right leadership, America will be back greater, stronger, and more powerful than ever before. Joe Biden's been one train wreck after another. Just take a look at what he's doing out at NATO. Ay, 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 these people. These people don't believe our representative. He disgraced our nation with his humiliating surrender in Afghanistan. Inflation is now, as you know, just reported highest in over 40 years. Gas prices are the highest in history. Think of that. And we had them below $2 a gallon. Think of that. And now it's going up to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How high can you count? Our borders are completely demolished. Bloodthirsty criminals are laying waste to our Democrat-run cities. There were more COVID deaths in 2021 than there were in 2020 with all the work we did, too. Who would have believed that? And just when you thought it couldn't get worse, Joe Biden totally failed to deter Russia's disgraceful invasion of Ukraine. All those people are dead. Putin's heinous attack on a proud and sovereign nation shocks the conscience of every person of goodwill, shocks the conscience of the people of Georgia, I can tell you, where we spent a fortune on your vets and we spent a fortune on rebuilding your military right here. What a job we did. The invasion of Ukraine should never have happened. And as everyone is saying, if I was in the White House, and they've had actually, I remember Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. Did you ever hear of him? He's a sleepy son of a bitch, and he's on.
He's done a show called Meet the Fake Press. You have that, you have Deface the Nation, you have all of these shows. But he said, how come, he was talking to Blinken, and he said, so how come this never happened on Trump's watch? Why didn't it happen? He said they knew better. They did know better. They know better. By the way, do you mind if I put on a hat? It's windy as hell up here. Thank you. Hey. They said, you know, they said to me, sir, it's windy as hell. You better put on a hat. You get blown to pieces. I said, I can handle it. And then the wind just doubled. I said, I've had it. I'm putting on it. But it would have never happened in Ukraine. It would have never happened, 100% certain. And remember, I was the one, you know, when you look at what happened to those tanks, man, were they devastated. But I was the one that sent the javelins, not Obama. Obama sent blankets, you remember? They said he only sends blankets and pillows. In fact, I stand as the only president of the 21st century on whose watch Russia and Putin did not invade any other country. He never invaded. And also during my four years, China never invaded Taiwan. Remember, they said, uh, oh, China's going to invade Taiwan. That never happened. I said, President Xi, you're not going to do that. But that'll be next because he sees what happened and he sees the weak leadership that we have. And that very well might be — although, you know, if you really think about it, he may be looking at this disaster going on with Russia. He may say, maybe we have other ways to spend our time. So you never know. But I would say that it's a very good possibility that he will invade Taiwan because he doesn't respect the United States of America any longer. And he had a lot of respect for us a year and a half ago. Under our administration, we had a slogan. It was called, Peace through strength. And that's what it was. It was peace through strength. And we were respected as a country like never before. And I say like never before. Our country was safe and the world was calm because America was strong. And America was perceived to be strong. I rebuilt our entire military. Two and a half trillion dollars I spent. And I redid our nuclear power. And I hate to even mention it and I hate having to do it. But we have the greatest nuclear power right now in the world, far greater than any other country. That's because we, we had weapons that were 47 years old. They were so old, nobody even knew if they worked. And now we have a very powerful nuclear power again. And that's because we rebuilt our entire military and all because you had a president who always put America first. And you remember this. The fake news media said my personality would get us into war. But actually, as it turned out, it was my personality that kept us the hell out of war. And as been accurately reported, I was the only president in four decades who did not get America into any new conflicts. Instead, I brought our troops back home from Syria, Iraq, Somalia, and many other places, and would have done it 
and would have done it very quickly from Afghanistan. We were all set. And, you know, we didn't lose one soldier in Afghanistan for 18 months. I spoke to Abdul, the leader of the Taliban. I said, Abdul, don't do it, Abdul. And the fake news said, oh, you're speaking to the Taliban. Who the hell else am I supposed to speak to? And I said, don't do it, Abdul. Don't do it, Abdul, please. And uh, you do it, Abdul. You're going to get hit harder than any country's ever been hit. And for 18 months, for 18 months, think of this, for 18 months, we didn't have one American soldier even shot at. And then we had that disastrous surrender in Afghanistan. And when I was talking to Abdul, he said, but why, Your Excellency? He called me Your Excellency. Can you believe it? I wonder if he calls Biden Your Excellency. Well, Biden won't talk to him. Biden doesn't have enough time in the day to talk to him. He's that at the top. Biden gave him $85 billion worth of equipment. They should like Biden a lot. But I remember what Abdul said, but why, Your Excellency, do you send me a picture of my house? I said, Abdul, you have to figure that one out for yourself. If Joe Biden were serious about helping Ukraine and defending America, the first thing he would do is walk into the White House. It's briefing room. It's beautiful briefing room and announce that he is immediately and completely returning to the pro-American energy policies of a person named Donald J. Trump, your president. That's one of the very easy ways of fighting it. You have to drive down energy prices because energy is so expensive today. A gallon, you take a look at your, uh, forget about it, the pump. You take a look at a barrel now, it'll be $2. It could be, people are saying it's going to go up to, uh, if, think of this. People are saying, per barrel, this is going over $100. It's going over $150. It's going up to $200 and $250. So we're making these countries rich. Gas prices would plummet overnight if they did what I was doing. We were energy independent for the first time in the history of our country. And when I left office, our fuel prices were about as low as they've ever been, other than the very old days. And today, they're setting records. And you're going to have records that are going to be far higher and I predicted this all during the campaign. Remember during the debates where all of these uh, debate moderators were protecting Biden? You're not allowed to ask him why he got three. This is Chris Wallace, a real loser. You're not allowed to ask him why he got three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife. You're not allowed. Why? Why? Now it turns out to be a very good question, right? Why did he get three and a half million dollars, him and Biden, him and his son, Hunter? Remember, we used to say, where's Hunter? Hunter's right now living very nicely, selling paintings for half a million dollars apiece. <laughs> I had a guy, they're doing a White House painting, right? A White House, beautiful White House painting, and I'm, I have to interview artists, and these are really talented people. And the one artist, he's phenomenal. His talent is incredible. He actually made a painting so good. I wish I was so handsome as this painting. But he made a painting so beautiful for the White House, I said, how much will that cost? He said, oh, I'd say about $25,000, sir. I said, you mean Hunter Biden, who never did a painting before, gets a half a million dollars and you're getting 25000 What the hell is going on with that, David Perdue? What's going on with that, David Perdue? Tell me. 
But there's a new slogan you're hearing all across the country, and it's on hats. It's on the best-selling hat. It said, Trump was right. We were right about everything. And in addition to restoring the Trump energy policies, the United States must also immediately restore the Trump border policies. We have a border that's the worst. We have people coming into our country there, let out of prisons from many countries, not just the four that I've always named, but from many, many countries. Last week, you know, we have a man named Tom Holman someplace around here. Where the hell is Tom Holman? Where's the great Tom Holman? This is one of the, this is one of the greatest men. And is he central casting or what, Matt? He's central casting? The Tom Holman was the strongest person on the border. I mean, he's incredible. And I recommend they use him, but they don't want to do that because they actually want open borders. But last week, they had 129 people, 129 countries represented with people that came into ours. Many of them are criminals, traffickers of women. Mostly it's women. They're drug dealers. It's uh, And they're murderers, by the way. 129 countries from all over, not just South America, from all over the Middle East. They come into our country, and we allow them to come in. We're going to be paying a price for a long time, even in Afghanistan with those planes. I watched Biden say, oh, this was a great thing. What was great? He had people falling off the sides of the plane. Our people were panicking. Nobody knew what the hell was happening. He had many people riding that plane up to 2,500 feet and then dropping off the plane. What a sight that was. What a horrible sight that was. And they were loaded up with people. We have no idea who those people were. We know 3% of the people deserve to be in our country. Many of those people that came in are terrorists, okay? And we're going to be paying a price for this for a long time, for all of this incompetence and for open borders. The stupidest thing, not even believable. And we had the wall almost complete. Three weeks, it would have been complete. And they stopped it. And then when Texas wanted to go out and complete it, and all the material was purchased sitting there waiting to be erected, took me two and a half years to start because we had to win 11 different lawsuits, many brought by Congress, Democrats in Congress, by crazy Nancy Pelosi and these people. These are crazy people. I think, I swear, I think they're people that hate our country. They have to hate our country. And when Texas wanted to use the uh, big gates that guys like Tom Homan and others uh, really insisted on having, they wanted steel, they wanted vision through, they wanted heavy concrete, 5,000-pound concrete inside, and then they wanted rebar, and they wanted them, Tom, to be wired for all sorts of different wonderful things, like for drone use and for computer use, and they're fully wired, very complicated stuff. So in Texas, it's all purchased. When Texas wanted to use it to close up little sections, because most of it's been built, and it was uh, one of the reasons that we got it down to the best we've ever had. But they said, no, you can't use it. It's not your property. So Texas wants to put it up, and they're not allowed to use it. Think of that. Think of that. And what I did is I called Mexico, and I said, Mexico, you know what? They're coming through. And I get along very well with the president. He's a socialist, but can't have everything. And we got along now. He's great. And we got along great. And I said, uh, Mr. President, you have to do me a favor. We need your soldiers to protect our country. You believe this? I'm saying Mexico, protect our country. They're coming through in caravans, thousands and thousands of people. 
we need you to protect. He said, but we won't do that. I said, yes, you will. You have to do it. He said, but we won't. They said, then we're going to have to tax your cars coming in and tariff your cars coming in and all the things that you sell in this country up to 25 percent, which is many, many billions of dollars for the United States. And he said, we would love to have our soldiers. When can they? When they can? When can they be on the border? We would be proud to have them. And they had 28,000 soldiers on our border the following Monday morning. And you know what? They were great. And he was a great guy. But those soldiers did a great job. And almost nobody, David Perdue, came through our borders. Is that a correct story, Tom? Is that true? He's saying yes. Good. If he said no, I would take away all the great things I said about him. <laughs> no, but that's a true story. We had 28,000 Mexican soldiers. And they don't have to be politically correct. You know, if our soldiers speak up, if they say something, you see what's going on. That's why I put the General Patton up. You saw that, right? Where the hell are our General Pattons? Millie. How about Millie? Sir, it's cheaper to leave the equipment, sir, than it is to take it out. $85 billion. I said, you mean it's cheaper? We could send a pilot in, take a plane out. We'll send 200 pilots. We'll bring our planes out. We'll bring them to Pakistan and we'll fly them into the United States. You think it's better to leave them there? Hundred million dollar planes and helicopters? Sure, it's cheaper. I tell you, it's cheaper, sir. That's when I realized he was a freaking idiot. And that's when, no, that's what happens. He said, it's cheap. I'll never forget it. I said, this guy says it's cheaper to leave all this equipment. And I know what happened to Biden. He went with a group of people and convinced them it was cheaper to leave $85 billion worth of equipment. Think of this, 700,000 machine guns, rifles, guns of all types, goggles the likes of which we don't have because they have the new model. You know, they didn't fight. The uh, Afghans and the Taliban, they're very good fighters, but they never fought at night. Now they can fight at night because we gave them thousands and thousands of night goggles and airplanes, and helicopters, and tanks, and listen to this, 70,000 trucks. Who the hell has 70,000 trucks? Nobody, right, Bruce? 70,000 trucks are left in Afghanistan, and most of those trucks have steel armor plate on them. The money and the stupidity of our country, and when they watch this in China, and when Kim Jong-un watches this in North Korea. Remember, we were going to be in a war, according to Obama, with North Korea. We didn't have any war. In fact, I got along after the first two months of fighting him verbally. It was mostly a verbal fight. He said, he said, I don't like that guy. And he said, I have a red button on my desk. And then I said, remember, I have a red button also. And my button is bigger and stronger than yours. And my button works. Remember that? And then we had the little verbal chats with, uh, I said, little rocket man is talking big. Little ro and then all of a sudden, he called and he sent through his representatives that we'd love to go to the Olympics in South Korea. Nobody was signing up. That was going to be the most empty Olympics in history. Nobody wanted to be blown up watching the Olympics, right? And all of a sudden, he called and he wanted to meet and we ended up meeting. There was no war. There was no anything. And so it was a little bit rough the first period of time. But as you probably saw yesterday, now he's sending long-range missiles up. And 
He doesn't respect very strongly President Biden, but he liked me. We had two summits. We got along great. I know every I know a lot of things about him. I know a lot of things about him. He's a smart guy. He's a tough guy. You know, every time I say somebody's smart, they always go, oh, Trump said that President Xi of China is smart. Well, you know, he runs 1.5 billion people with an iron fist. Yeah, I think he's pretty smart. And they have a chain over there. You know, if you're a dummy, you get left here. It's like this. It's like a pyramid. The smartest one gets to the top. That didn't work so well recently in our country. Didn't work too well. But they asked me, is Putin smart? Yes, Putin was smart. And I actually thought he was going to be negotiating. I said, that's a hell of a way to negotiate. Put 200,000 soldiers on the border. It should have never happened. Certain things, and that thing would have ended. But they didn't have the common sense. They didn't know what to do. We wouldn't have even had to give them. I think he got, he made a big mistake. I think he made a big mistake. What he's done to so many people. But that was a big mistake. But it looked like a great negotiation that didn't work out too well for him. The Biden border crisis is also fueling a crime wave, the likes of which our country has never seen. Already in 2022, murders are up over 40 percent in Atlanta over last year's high of this was we're seeing murders in our big cities, all Democrat run, all Democrat run, including, I hate to say, Atlanta. We're seeing tremendously, we're seeing numbers, the likes of which we've never seen before. People are afraid to go out. They're afraid to walk down the street to buy a, a loaf of bread. Even your once peaceful suburbs have become the scene of bedlam and mayhem and death. Just four weeks ago, a woman was at a stoplight on a Sunday morning in the heart of Buckhead. And a lot going on with Buckhead, isn't there? when two vicious hoodlums tried to carjack her in broad daylight in front of a police station. When she tried to escape, the cold-blooded criminals opened fire, and she had to dive out from her car and just escaped a hail of bullets right in front of a police station. Also recently, a local dad was out jogging in Buckhead when he was barbarically shot two times at point-blank range and left bleeding and wounded by a sadistic criminal who proceeded to ram his car into another innocent man and beat the hell out of him. After Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens voted to defund the police and helped unleash this chaos, it's no wonder that the people of Buckhead want their own city. They want to govern their own community. They want to control their own future. And they want to hire their own police force and protect their families. And I have to tell you, uh, a man that I knew in New York for a long period of time, a man who loved the police more than almost anybody I can think of other than me, Bill White. He's your mayor. Where's Bill White? Where's Bill? Stand up, Bill. Great job. Great job. And I hope you get it through, Bill, because you want to have a safe place. And I think you probably will. Knowing Bill, I have a feeling it's going to be very successful. 
So far, the Buckhead City movement has been blocked by your rhino, Lieutenant Governor, who's bad news, Jeff Duncan. And Brian Kemp is against Ry against, you know, Brian Kemp is your biggest problem. He's against you doing what you have to do. So with Buckhead, we're going to back you 100 percent. And I know David Perdue is doing it and Bert Jones is doing it. We're all doing it, Bert. And uh, it's going to get ha it's going to happen. And it's a good thing. And I think it's going to happen with other communities, too. You're leading the way, Bill, and thank you very much. You were, he was a great leader in New York, and now, I don't know, you left New York. Probably left New York because of crime, and he ends up in Buckhead, right? Congratulations. Great job, Bill. When you cast your vote for Kemp, you're getting into a lot of problems, and Buckhead is just part of it. In this primary, make sure that you also vote yes on the Buckhead City question to let the people decide. It's a big thing, so get out there and vote. And I hear you have tremendous support. You should be successful. Good luck. Your local officials should be fighting and figuring out how to stop the crime and killing rather than going after Republicans. Democrats is, and you know what's going on. It's terrible. All over our country, Democrats have weaponized the criminal justice system against their political opponents. Liberals and radical left racists, they can riot, they can loot, they can set buildings on fire, they can commit all kinds of violent crimes, they can kill people, and nothing happens to them. To this day, many of the criminals who committed terrible violence and held Atlanta captive, you were held captive with fear in 2020, they've not been held at all accountable. They want to prosecute the victims, not the criminals. With us tonight, the incredible leaders who are going to save your state from this anarchy and betrayal. Your state is in criminal anarchy, okay? Because you have a lousy governor. It's in criminal anarchy, starting with our great governor candidate, somebody that is going to do tremendously well in the primary and going to take on Stacey Abrams and going to beat her because, you know, Somebody was saying, she's not what she was. She was sort of pretty tough at one point. Four years ago, she's lost that luster. Let's see if that's true. But she's not what she was. But then again, who the hell is, right? Who the hell is? I gave her credit for that. But David Perdue's going to beat her, and Brian Kemp won't be able to do it. And as your Senator David, come on up here. As your Senator David stood up. To the radical left, with a spine of steel like nobody else, he was one of the fiercest champions for strong, secure borders in the entire Senate. And as Governor David will be tough on crime, he will support our police. He will restore integrity to your elections. He'll crush Stacey Abrams' corrupt political machine. David, say a few words, please. Thank you. Mr. President, thank you for coming to Georgia again. When I'm governor, we're going to clean this damn mess up, y'all. Thank you for making America first again. Thank you for rebuilding our military. Thank you for giving us the greatest economic turnaround in U.S. history. When we clean this up, we're going to welcome you back in a couple of years, and I hope it's for a much bigger race. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, David.
He's going to do a great job. He's going to do well. Republicans vote for him. He's going to win. And he's going to bring Herschel Walker with him. Likewise, Congressman Jody Heiss is a rock-solid conservative warrior running to defeat Kemp's rhino friend Brad Raffensperger, who gave us the consent decree. Remember the consent decree? What the hell was that all about? So I want Jody to come up, please. He's a uh, terrific person. You know, he gave up a very safe seat in Congress to do this, and he's doing it because he knows how important it is, and I want to thank him very much. Jody, please. What an honor it is to be on this stage with a great champion, a warrior, American first fighter, the greatest president in our lifetime. Mr. President, it's an honor to have you in Georgia. And I'm honored to have your endorsements. Thank you so much. Friends, the greatest issue as it relates to our voice influence politics is fair elections. Brad Raffensperger has taken that away from us. Now's the time we got to take it back and give the boot to Brad. I want to thank you for helping us in this election, Mr. President. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. You know, seriously, what this man gave up, he gave up his beautiful, nice, plush, wonderful job in Congress. <laughs> and he did it for the state, and he really did it for the country, I suspect, even more so. It's such an important job. He's joined, and we're joined next by your lieutenant governor candidate, who should be Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones, as well as your next attorney general, John Gordon. And all of them have my complete and total endorsement. Fellas, come on up, please. Come on up. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. Trump. And I understand that uh, you made a hole-in-one today on golf. The guy's a winner. The guy's a winner. I was a co-chair for your campaign in 2016, co-chair for your campaign here in the state of Georgia for 2020, and I want to be your co-chair again in 2024 when you run. So leadership matters, and as you can tell, a great leader like President Trump is what matters. I'm so honored to have his endorsement and uh, so honored to have so many people here tonight. And uh, I'd love to be your next lieutenant governor, and it's going to be up to you, everybody, turn it out, and let's turn Georgia back red. Thank you all very much. He's doing a great job and had a great father that also uh, loves this state. He's here tonight also. What a job he's done. Come on up, John. Come on up. Come on up here, John. Attorney General, I tell you, you are going to be some attorney general. We need it so badly. We have an attorney general who's missing in action. Please. Thank you, Mr. President. I am running for attorney general because I love this country and I've never been more worried about the direction it is headed. This gentleman here was the best president of my lifetime, and I want to defend his honor. You elect me attorney general, I will open an investigation into the 2020 elections, we will expose the truth, and we will hold the people responsible. Thank you, John. Wow. That's what we that's what we need. 
Also with us is the man who's going to end Chuck Schumer's brief and failed tenure as majority leader. The next United States Senator from Georgia, my good friend, and what an athlete he is. But what, what everything is. Herschel Walker has got everything, and we love Herschel. Come up, Herschel. I just said, uh, God is good. Yes. And because of President Trump, Herschel Walker is going to be your senator come November. So thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, guys. God bless you guys. Thank you. So we're joined as well. And I could say, get up here real quick. It's a little on the cold side, but not so bad by some real warriors, Representative Andrew Clyde. Come on up, Andrew. A very popular person, people don't like admitting it, but somebody that is really popular and loved and uh, a, a very good person. And watch what happens when I announce her name, Marjorie Taylor Greene. A man who's loved in Georgia, but even more loved in the state of Florida, Matt Gates. Great guy. Your next congressman from Georgia's 10th congressional district, a man that felt it was so important to have David become governor of this state that he left that race that he was doing very well, but he didn't want to take one vote away from David Perdue. Vernon Jones is going to do an incredible job in Congress, and he has my complete and total endorsement. Come up, Vernon. I want you all to know that I am a Donald Trump supporter. Y'all know he and I have a lot in common. He's a fighter and I'm a fighter. And the land of you're in the Constitution, Mr. President, the liberal media, they hate the fact that I am a MAGA man and that I stand for the America First agenda. They do not want me to support you and your agenda, Mr. President. And you know what? You see this on my back, Mr. President, I showed them earlier. I have Donald Trump armor on my back. Y'all see this? There's nothing that Greg Butstein, with the Atlanta Jordan Constitution, others, can do anything to stop this MAGA movement. We're coming, going to take this country back, Mr. President. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, I have to tell you all, and, and you know how I feel. I love President Trump, and I'm so grateful for him. Don't you love him, Georgia? He's the greatest president of our lifetime, and America misses him. Well, you know what we're going to do, Georgia. You know we're going to go out and we're going to vote, and we're going to make sure that we put the right people in office to never let our elections get stolen again. And then we're going to get out in 2024, and we're going to send our favorite president right back where he belongs, in the White House. 
God bless you, President Trump. Thank you. Mr. President, thank you for coming to Georgia's 9th District. These are our people. These are my people. We love President Trump, don't we? All right. Yes, we do. This man has led us like no leader in my lifetime. And President Trump, you have been amazing. Your leadership has been phenomenal. And, um, and I sure hope that in 2024, I get to call you my president and see you in the White House one more time. Thank you, Mr. President. There is no greater country than America. There is no greater president than Donald J. Trump. And if you don't mind me saying so, there is not a better member of Congress than Marjorie Taylor Greene. Give us the ability to fire Nancy Pelosi, take back the majority, impeach Joe Biden, and I'm going to nominate Donald Trump for Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Well, that was interesting. I want to also mention while we're here, candidate for Georgia Insurance Commissioner. We have not a good commissioner right now, but we're going to have somebody great. Thank you back there. Well, look at how far that goes back. Why can't they show those people? Why can't the cameras just turn around? They're fake media. They don't want to show. They don't ever want to show those crowds. Thank you very much for being. Thank you. Look at that. As far as the eye can see. My vision's okay, but that far I cannot see. Thank you very much. But candidate for Georgia Insurance Commissioner Patrick Witt, and I'll tell you, he has my complete and total endorsement. And where's Patrick? He's going to be a great, he's going to be a great commissioner, Patrick. You are going to be a great commissioner. Patrick Witt, he's a brilliant man. He's the only guy I know that played quarterback at Yale. Went to Yale. He was an incredible student. Were you a better quarterback or student? I have a feeling you were a better student. Tell me. But I heard Herschel told me he was a good quarterback. But, uh, Patrick, you're going to do a fantastic, uh, a fantastic job. Thank you very much for being here. Also, former Congressman Doug Collins. Where's Doug? Oh, Doug. I love Doug. I love Doug. Remember during the Mueller impeachment hoax, I, Doug Collins was up there grilling Mueller. That was something uh, we will not forget. State Senator Brandon Beach. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Where's Brandon? Brandon Beach. I've heard so many things about him, and I get to meet him. Stand up, Brandon. That's great. With an incredible family. I have watched you for the last year, and you are incredible. And I don't know what the hell you're running for, but you have my endorsement, okay? <laughs> Brandon Beach, thank you very much. And a great leader of those of you that love to pray, and hopefully it's everybody in this group, Ralph Reed. Ralph Reed. Thank you, Ralph. Done a great job. Todd Starnes is here. Todd. Thank you, Todd. What a job he's done. 
For two and a half centuries, the United States of America has been the land of opportunity. But now, for the first time, Americans are not sure that a brighter future awaits them. And for their children, they're very worried. First time in a long time. Our America First principles are needed now more than ever. And when we win, Republicans must put those principles immediately back into action, because right now we're about America last. Everything's about America last. We're destroying our country like never before. We've never been in a position like this ever before. We're laughed at. We're scorned all over the world. They don't respect us. They don't fear us. And they don't like us. That's a bad combination. This is the single most dangerous time for our country in history, far more dangerous than World War I or World War II. And that's because of the power of nuclear weapons. And yet you have people like John Kerry worrying about the climate, the climate. Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next 300 fucking years. It's crazy. These people, these people are crazy. And, you know, we want a clean environment. I'm a big environmentalist in the truth. I want immaculately clean water. We want clean air. We set all sorts of records during my administration. But we can't destroy our country in doing it. You know, China, the air is filthy. Russia is filthy. India is filthy. Japan is filthy. And that filth goes up. And then it blows into our country. And we're supposed to be clean. And we don't have the power with so-called green, the windmills, you know? Remember the windmills? Darling, darling, I want to watch the president. I love him so much. I want to watch him on television tonight. I'm sorry, but the wind isn't blowing. You'll have to wait <laughs> till another time. Windmills. You know, they're all made, the windmills, in Germany and in China. And more crap is poured, if you believe in the carbon footprint. Remember with Obama? The carbon footprint must be saved. Then he hops into Air Force One, and he flies to Hawaii to play golf, <laughs> spewing out a lot of fumes. Every single day, we have the president of Russia mentioning the N-word. You know what the N-word is, right? You know what the N-word is? The nuclear word. Oh, I got a lot of, oh. They were going, what did he just say? Oh, no, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. He said the N-word. No, no, no. It's a nuclear word. The nuclear word is a, a very dangerous, dangerous word, and it's being thrown around very cavalierly. Meanwhile, we have a president that has no idea what the hell he's doing and has no idea even where he is. Did you see today, they're all arguing, screaming, and I know all those leaders, and they're at the top of their game. You know, they're tough. They're fierce. They're fierce people, and they're screaming at each other for a solution to Ukraine. And Joe's sitting there like this. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. And the fake news, all those people up there, they're trying to say, he's acting brilliantly. Ukraine is being bombed as shit. He's acting brilliantly. They're saying, oh, he's bringing the world together. 
He's bringing the world together. You know, if it wasn't for me, remember NATO, they weren't paying their bills. They were delinquent. And I was the one that went in, and they all say, Donald Trump didn't like NATO. I'm, look, I'm not particularly thrilled with it. I figure when you need it, you'll, it won't be there, or maybe it will, but we can get together pretty fast. We were spending money on NATO and getting screwed on trade, right, by the same countries. So we were doing it, and they weren't paying their bills. And one of the heads of one of the countries, 28 countries, including us, said to me, Sir, at a meeting, and I can't believe the press didn't report it, but they didn't report it. You know why? Because it was a positive development. They don't report positive. They said, sir, does that mean that if we don't pay our bills, if we're attacked by Russia, it used to be for the Soviet Union, now we say it's for Russia, similar. If we're attacked by Russia, if we don't pay our bills, will you protect us? I said, so you're not paying your bills and you want us to protect you? No, the answer is we will not protect you if you're attacked by Russia. And you know what happened? The next day, the money started flowing in. That money came in. Because Obama would go there and make a speech. And Bush would go there and make a speech. Remember, Bush gave up Georgia. Obama gave up Crimea. I gave up nothing. And Biden is giving up all of Ukraine. It's destroyed. That country is in such... It's so... I mean, how do you rebuild it? How do you do it? Nobody's ever seen anything like it. One of the first things we must do when Republicans retake Congress is stop Joe Biden's inflation nightmare. You're being destroyed by inflation. You're being destroyed. And a lot of it has to do, again, with the energy. The energy prices have gone so much. It's, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal. And other things are happening. Suddenly, Americans cannot afford to buy their groceries. They cannot afford to heat their homes. They cannot afford to fill their cars. And it started, you know, whoever heard of this word, supply chain? I did a book, Our Journey Together, right? Nice book. And, you know, it sold like crazy. We needed 300,000 additional copies, more than that. We went to the printer, second biggest printer, supposedly. He said, sir, we have a problem. Well, we have no paper. We have no ink. We have no leather, the outside cover. We have no glue. We have nothing. And he said, how often does that happen, sir? It's never happened before. So we want to get them, but uh, we have no glue. We have no nothing. <laughs> Who the hell ever heard of this stuff? You go to the stores, and the stores are, the cupboards are empty. You go into Tiffany, and where is your ego? Sir, we think we can have it in the next uh, seven to eight months. Oh, that's wonderful. The good news is you don't buy anything. You save a lot of money, okay? <laughs> But it all started long before Ukraine. It started when radical Democrats poured trillions and trillions of dollars into their left-wing fantasy, if it really is a fantasy. I actually think it's not a fantasy. I actually think they want to destroy our country. With your vote, we will bring Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's socialist spending spree to a screeching halt. We'll do that very quickly. Another top priority when Republicans take back Congress should be to pass a bill immediately terminating every single COVID mandate. No more lockdowns, no more restrictions, no more hysteria, and no more masks, please, finally. We don't want our children going to school in masks. And now they're saying the masks don't work, and they still want the masks. In addition, a Republican Congress must stand up for parental rights in our schools. 
As president, I was proud to issue the world's first ban on critical race theory. That's another beauty. Joe Biden rescinded that order immediately upon going into office. One of the many, many bad things that have happened to us. But when we retake Congress, Republicans will ban critical race theory in our schools, ban it in our military, and ban it every part of our we're going to ban it in every part of our federal, state, and local governments. I had it totally banned, and then it came back. Furthermore, America's moms and dads must be given a veto over anyone teaching far-left gender ideologies to their children in school without parental consent. And by the way, how about this one? We must protect women's sports. Did you see the woman's record? It was held for 11 years. And they were trying to break it by one-eighth of one second. And they had a woman, a great swimmer, and she think she was going to break it. Mr. Future Governor, I hope, David, you're going to be the governor. I just wasted a hell of a lot of time here tonight. All right? David, David they were going to break this record by one-eighth of one second. She thought she could do it. And then a guy comes along and he joins. He broke it by 38 seconds. Did you say 38 seconds? Not one-eighth, but 38 seconds. And the best of all of the weightlifting. They have a record. For 18 years it stood. Women are lifted and lifted. Oh, I got to lift. And they put one-tenth of an ounce on one side, one-tenth. And they're going to break this 18-year-old record. And this guy comes along. One hand. <laughs> Broke it by many, many pounds. They said, have you lifted before? No, I haven't. I've just started. No, but you know how unfair that is to women? It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And it, nobody, I mean, if you're a coach, you want to win, right? So who you want on your team? Who do you want on your team? You want to win? You want to have a good basketball team? Who do you want? It's so unfair to women. It really is taking away women's rights. And you can't do that. The left has become so extreme that we now have a justice being nominated to the Supreme Court who testified under oath that she could not say what a woman is. If she can't even say what a woman is, how on earth can she be trusted to say what the Constitution is? And a party that's unwilling to admit that men and women are biologically different in defiance of all scientific and human history is a party that should not be anywhere near the levers of power in the United States of America. Say what you want, but Judge Jackson was unbelievably disrespectful to Republican senators that in many cases were really nicely asking questions. She had total disdain and even hatred for them. And I understand that she's very proud of the fact that she never once voted to support President Trump on anything. She always voted against me, and she brags about it. I always voted against Trump. How about that? Is that nice? She always voted against me. 
Maybe it's an incorrect story, but I have a feeling it may be correct. Another key step for Republican Congress would be to rein in the corrupt Silicon Valley tech monopolies and restore free speech in America. Just last week, the failing New York Times finally admitted that Hunter Biden's laptop is real. Remember when they said it was done by Russia? Russia, Russia, Russia did it again. Oh, that Russia, gee. I mean, Putin's got bigger problems right now, but he must have thought we were nuts. The, the laptop was done by Russia, which really means that Joe Biden's corruption, though, is real when the New York Times admitted it. But they waited till after the election and significantly before the next election, right? Because it's so bad. It's so bad what they did. Probably illegal, but it's so bad. Joe Biden should recuse himself from anything having to do with Ukraine because they've gotten so much money from Ukraine. How would you like to say that? A president should recuse himself because they've taken in a fortune. The son was getting $84,000 a month and a $3 million upfront payment from a very corrupt, they say, energy company. And when they asked him what he knows about energy, he said, I know nothing about energy. As soon as Republicans have the chance, they must immediately investigate the egregious election interference by the media, these people right back here, the fake media, the tech giants and intelligence officials who claimed it was Russia disinformation. How about these, how about these people in intelligence, intelligence, I quote, where they all said, oh no, Russia did the laptop. Now they don't know what to do. There's 51 of them. They all said it was Russia. If you don't have free speech, you don't have a country to fight back against this corrupt establishment's relentless hoaxes and lies. This week, I filed a historic lawsuit to hold them accountable for the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And remember, I'm sorry, because they spied on our campaign. They spied on our campaign. And the spying even went to where I was in the White House. So I'm in the Oval Office and they're spying on my campaign. Again, I said it before, I'll say it again. Could you imagine if I did that to them? I'm suing for millions of dollars in damages against crooked Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Andrew McCain. The two lovers, remember the lovers, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. And they're going around suing everybody. They used the FBI's web. That was not a good idea. They used the FBI servers. We're suing this guy, Christopher Steele, for writing a fake. The guy got a fortune. He got more money than James Patterson, the number one author, gets for a book. Christopher Steele, a lightweight jerk, Fusion GPS, the Democratic National Committee. Another beauty, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, how about her? Jake Sullivan, who's telling us all there is to know about Ukraine. How's he doing? DNC law firm Perkins Coie, Democrat lawyers Michael Sussman, Mark Elias, and many, many more. 
And it's a big case. Let me give you the bad news. This could only happen to me. This could only happen to me. Should I give you the bad news? We filed this great case. We've got a judge who was appointed by Bill and Hillary Clinton. How do you think that's going to go? This shit can only happen to me. But we're going to drain the swamp. We're just eight months away from potentially the most important midterm victory in American history. And we need a landslide so big they cannot rig it. We don't want them to rig it or steal it. We cannot let that happen because this country cannot take another election like we just had. This is the year we're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. And we are going to take back our country. And in 2024, most importantly, we are going to take back that gorgeous, beautiful, breathtaking White House. But first, we have to vote out the rhinos and weak, horrible Republicans in the Georgia primary. And the Republican Party has to nominate David Perdue as your next governor. He's a tough, strong, great guy. And it was terrible what they did to him and to everybody else in our country. I need every person here to get your friends, get your family, get everyone you know, and get the hell out to vote for David and all of these incredible people that you see with us tonight. It's on May 24th. If you want to save Georgia from Stacey Abrams, can you believe? And you know, she lives in these beautiful houses all of a sudden. She's living in these gorgeous multi-multi-million dollar houses. What the hell is going on? Will anybody ever look into this kind of stuff? And then they come after me because I want voter integrity. Let's go after Trump. He wants voter integrity. Let's go after him. So we've got to stop this whole thing with Stacey Abrams. You know, she protested her last election. She said she, uh, she won, and she did it for three years. And then all of a sudden, she stopped, because it was fine for her to protest. But when I protest, oh, I'm not a patriot. The fact is, it'd be a lot easier for me not to protest. It'd be very easy. And you go on to the next, but we can't do that. We have to fight like hell because these people are vicious, they're evil, they're against us, and they're against our country. And we cannot let them get away with it. So together with your help, we will fight for more jobs for Georgia families, fair trade for Georgia workers, and more Georgia factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA. We will shut down Joe Biden's border disaster. We will again end catch and release. We did it before. Here we go again. We got in. Can you believe it? Catch. You know what that is? We catch him and then we release him into our country. We will end chain migration. We will end the visa lottery and we will get that wall finished in three weeks. We'll pass historic election integrity reforms, including citizenship confirmation, little thing like that. No more drop boxes. No more private money pouring into local election offices. 
and we must have universal voter ID. We will hold China accountable for unleashing the virus and charge them trillions, and we can do it. All we have to do is say, we're not trading with you anymore. You got to pay us a lot. But you could never pay what they ruined. It's over $50 trillion that they've done damage to the world. But we're going to be asking them for a lot of money. I charged China hundreds of millions of dollars in trade. You know, I put tariffs on them. And listen to this one. Billions and billions of dollars China's paying the United States because of me and the tariffs and taxes I put on. But listen to this. Biden just announced that he's going to take many of those tariffs off of China because he's worried about inflation. What the hell is that to have to do with inflation? What's going on? So they're going to take the, they're going to take the taxes, tariffs off of China because they're worried about inflation. Should have worried about inflation when it came to drilling oil. We'll stop Biden crime wave in Democrat-run cities. We will give our police officers our 100 percent support. And we will restore law and order in America. We will pass critical reforms, making every executive branch employee fireable by the president. The deep state must and will. And it was largely by me, and it wasn't easy has to be brought to heel. Now, no president has ever suffered like I've suffered at the hands of these animals. People say to me, how the hell did you do it? And I can't even give them an answer. I don't know. I think I did it because I love you and because we have a job to do. But, but I've had very tough, very brilliant people come up to me, made a lot of money. They were tough and vicious and, in many cases, horrible people. I don't even like them. And they said, could I ask you a question? How the hell did you take it? How did you get up in the morning and get dressed? How did you do it? I said, I don't know. I just had to do it. I just had to do it. But I fully understood. And these are tough people. These are people who can take a lot. And I get asked all the time, I mean, we win the Mueller hoax. We win the Russia, Russia, Russia deal. Then we have to win impeachment hoax number one. Then we have to win impeachment hoax number two. And then we have to win. Now we got a January 6th where I call out the military three days before. I say, we want 10,000 soldiers. I recommend it to Nancy Pelosi. He's crooked as hell. I recommend it to her. She turns it down. And then they say, we wanted to have it. Well, if I want to have it, what the hell am I saying? We will give you 10,000-plus soldiers to encircle the Capitol for before the event. These are crooked people. It's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. And they play it well, and then they go on to the next. How about Adam Schiff? Watermelon head, I call him. How about Adam Schiff? He goes, Russia, Russia, Russia. Then after two years, it's been proven to be a hoax. And he goes, Ukraine, no, Ukraine. He goes up and goes, like nothing ever happened with Russia. These people are very bad for our country. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. We will defend the Second Amendment. And you better watch that Second Amendment. They're going to take away your guns. You look at, uh, look at Beto, Beto. 
I don't think Beto's going to do too well in Texas. He's running for governor. He wants no guns, no oil, no religion. Other than that, I think his policy is quite good. I don't think he's going to do too good. Remember, they said Donald Trump is in trouble in Texas. We won in such a landslide like people haven't said, but they say it's in trouble. And we will proudly uphold the Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will restore patriotic education to our schools, and we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. In conclusion, our MAGA movement is by far the greatest political movement in the history of our country. And if it wasn't, those very dishonest people back there would say it loud and clear. Together, we're standing up against some of the most sinister forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen. But no matter how big or powerful these corrupt radicals may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. This is your home. This is your heritage. And our American liberty is your God-given right. It was patriots like you who built this country, and it is patriots like you who are going to save our country. And together, we will make it more exceptional than ever before. We will make it better, bigger, stronger, because now we've watched what they can do, and we see how bad it is. We knew it. But even they won't have any credibility to continue to destroy our country. So in one way, this period of time may be a blessing. It's hard to say that because of all of the horrible things that are happening, especially in Ukraine, which would have never happened. But they're proving they can't do the job, so they're not going to be able to tell us what to be doing when we're really saving our country and doing the job like it's never been done before. There's no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. Because just like generations of Americans before us, we have grit, we have pride, we have courage, and above all, we have faith. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never, ever back down. We can't do that. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting, and some of these tyrants are from within, they may, in fact, be the worst tyrants of all. They don't stand a chance against us because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God, and we kneel to God alone. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we are on together has only just begun, and it is time to start talking about greatness for our country. They never talk about greatness. We're always talking about problems here, problems there. We have to talk about greatness for our country, or we're not going to have a country very much longer.
We're one movement. We're one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. And together, we are totally unstoppable. Together, we are unbeatable. And together, our victory is inevitable. We're going to do it, and we're going to do it like it's never been done before. We have more credibility than we've ever had, because you see before you, our country is going to hell. And so, with the help of everyone here today and the citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you all.
interested in more organized and detailed content about the hard truths of the world? Then check out my content on YouTube by searching out William Rail or Strange Investigations. On Rumble, BitChute and Odyssey by searching Strange Investigations. Lastly, the quick and easily digestible content is more your speed. You just can't get enough of my content. Check out my content on TikTok at Strange Investigations 1. everyone. This is Sophia from the Gray Stage podcast, and I'd like to invite all of our listeners to join the Justice for David Crowley and Family group located on Facebook, where we have almost 4,000 members. In this group, we welcome discussions regarding the case and have all of the documents located in the files section for everyone to review. If you like, you're welcome to visit Greg Fernandez Jr.'s website called The Gray Stage. It's located at thegraystagewordpress.com. You can find his book and all the official documents for this case at his website. Lastly, I'd like to introduce you to Catherine Michelle, who's a part of this podcast. Catherine Michelle has a YouTube channel under her name, where she mainly discusses the Crowley case. So please feel free to stop by and give her channel a like and a listen. Until our next podcast, keep seeking the truth and justice for David Crowley and his family. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ross from Planet X Filmworks channel on YouTube and the Zodiac Files True Crime series. Check it out and shout out to Greg and the Gray Stage channel. Their content is amazing. Interested in the paranormal? Murder mysteries. Cryptocurrency and thought-provoking interviews. Then check out Crypt Rick's I've Been Thinking on YouTube. Or every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Studio A at Revolution Radio. Freedomslips.com. Welcome to the Crypt. Back.